Like when you when you like pass a, a like you break through one of those walls, right? You, yeah. you know, sometimes they'll get a congratulatory sale. Like it'll be a oh, giant yeah. window that <laughs> pops up that says, "Congratulations yeah. on beating this thing!" Hey, well, we made some items that were on sale for you if you want to buy them. And he now that like yeah. here's like a thousand percent discount or a two thousand percent discount. You want to ride that high, don't you? Like it's 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 extremely predatory or like like I'm extra cynical about. It. I'm like this is bullshit. And then I bought yeah. some. <laughs> Absolute Guard Podcast. Welcome. This is episode 33. My name is Benny, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host John, who is uh, deeply embroiled into the uh, Street Fighter Duel mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. And just like uh, indulging in mobile games, we're also indulging in vice other vices today. Uh, today is going to be a, a Street Fighter Duel and Drinks episode, so I've got my my drink ready to go here. This nice. is uh, I got. Oh, I, it's like a Japanese whiskey kind of deal, but there's a whole story there. What are you drinking, Benny? <laughs> nice. I, I just got me and Izzy. I got to work later tonight, so uh, nice. no uh, alcohol. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, we had, a, we had a karaoke party this past weekend, and um, we uh, there was basically a, a task to get rid of a lot of the uh, liquor that had been sitting in our bar for a while. Um, okay. And um, like... Because a lot of this, this stuff was like pre-pandemic, because we hadn't had a hadn't had a bunch of parties during the pandemic, and so we just had this liquor that built up uh, from previous years. Um, so there was like one sip left of this Japanese whiskey that I had, but unfortunately, that sip was really small, and so I ended up getting a second whiskey. So I have two whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This one is actually supposed to be like a yellowish color, but it's um. There's too much ice because there wasn't enough, and I realized that after I poured it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, occasionally we'll get we'll get gifts of uh, gifts of gifts of alcohol or whatnot, and like we don't really drink like that nowadays. So it's like we usually wait till somebody else has a party, and we'll be like, all right, time to bring this, and you know, we'll get, we'll get everybody else going. <laughs> <laughs> you re-gift the alcohol, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It just nice. goes out goes out into like the community into the family. So that's cool. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah. Um, We've been uh, doing a lot of Street Fighter Duel stuff lately, right, Benny? Uh, the game came out on February 28th, and that was about a week ago. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've been playing it a lot. <laughs> yeah. has, it, has it really only been a week? Wow. Because, like, yeah, I just remember seeing the ads for it. Like, I mean, even, like, a couple months ago, I remember seeing Street yeah. Fighter Duels coming out, and I'm just like, I didn't really know what to expect. I was like, you know, the little trailer was cool, and I was like, watching, um, was it Capcom Cup? You know, you kept on seeing the ads for it. Hey, pre-register yeah. for this. It kept on coming up on my phone and my Twitter feed, everything. And I'm just like, I was like, I get it, I get it. I was just like, I was gonna check it out anyway, but it's like, all right, I'll go ahead and pre-register. Yeah, why don't we give the our viewers some background on what Street Fighter Duel is? Um, the it's a it's a mobile game that has actually been out in Asia countries for a while, 
um, for a couple of years now, if I if I recall correctly. Um, and uh, it was developed by like it's it's using the Street Fighter license, um, but it was developed by a company in China, I believe. And I think that they the game was ready to be released, I think, um, a while back to the point where they built all the marketing trailers and stuff for it. But it looked like they had difficulty getting a publisher or a distributor for it, um, like a mobile games distributor for it. And so uh, like they basically were advertising to us constantly on the Street Fighter Capcom Fighters channels. So the fighting game community got a blast of this game by just the same ad over and over and over again. But the kicker is that because they couldn't find that distributor, they were pushed. They started the mar- started the marketing campaign like years in advance with no release date in sight. So it, like, <laughs> like it would be like, I think it was like in 2020 during the pandemic streams where like they started showing ads for Street Fighter Duel and it have this catchy English song, and um, <laughs> it would just say coming soon, and you'd hear like stories from the commentators being like we need to push the mobile game we need to push the mobile game but no one really knew what the mobile game was because we couldn't see any yeah. of it because they hadn't had a, they didn't have a publisher yet. Yeah. Uh, you'd think it'd be published by capcom but it looks like no they're just like lending the license and it, now it's being published by Crunchyroll games um and my guess is because yeah. it's like a microtransaction really microtransaction heavy game um that the publisher has to do a lot there to like make sure that they adhere to all the different currency standards and, you know, exchange rates and whatnot. Um, I, I'm not really sure what goes on behind the scenes there, but it looked like that. It looked like it was less so like on the game development side and more on like the business and money making side that was holding that game up. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, yeah, I didn't even know Crunchyroll had a games division. So like when I saw, you know, when I, when I loaded it up for the first time and I saw that come up, I was just like, oh, Crunchyroll does games. Like I just know them from, you know, their, their TV apps and their, their apps to watch anime because you know my wife and yeah. kids they use it all the time so it's just like i didn't even know that they had a games division so i don't know if that's just something new or maybe that's something that's been going on already or what i mean in in some ways in some ways it's been going on since before games were invented where it just a, another company wanting to diversify its portfolio it's like what you know how like jc penny got into credit card everyone has started having a credit card like yeah. uh, JC Penny or airlines or whatever, like they're not like I'm flying on an airplane. I'm not like that's not a finance company, but they're diversifying. Or like every company yeah. owns real estate too, you know. Like CVS is a real estate company and less so a pharmaceutical company. Um, same with Starbucks. Uh, but all that <laughs> to say is like um, Crunchyroll. I can imagine they're just branching out and having a games division. Like Warner Brothers did the same thing, right? And um disney ea or not ea disney um what's another good example uh amazon amazon buying up uh uh, uh oh. what's it called? double helix they bought up double helix right yeah um, i mean <laughs> at the end of the day it's all branding right it's just a matter of like tying your successful brand into something else and like you know hoping to you know you should have already somewhat of an install base just based on your brand name and it's just like you know people are like okay well crunchyroll does anime i like anime what do they do for games you know, then you'll start looking into things like that. Maybe stuff that you wouldn't look into before. I mean, that's arguably our situation, right? Which is like, we like Street Fighter. We don't necessarily like gotcha games, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. Like, I all I really heard was something about like RPG. Like, I wasn't thinking of anything like super in-depth. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it really isn't like, to, from my impressions, anything that's really, uh, really in-depth. But, you mm-hmm. know, I... I like the, you know, I, I love the license. I love the characters, um, you know, and just, 
you know, I'm having fun with it. Like, you know, I haven't, I think I put in $10 into it. So I haven't put a ton of money in it. I, I think I did it to buy Chun-Li and then I don't even use her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I definitely bought Chun-Li. As a Chun-Li man, I bought Chun-Li. And then I bought like a bunch of the starter packs that were associated with her. So I, I think I spent about 60 bucks total. Um, That's not too bad. Yeah, it's, I, I, uh, I'm definitely like, I would say 40, $40 of that, I think went, went on the first day. Um, yeah. And some of that I think was uh, impulsive spending, but then yeah. in the past couple of days, I've kind of been like, all right, I'm going to get back to my life again. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, I, I've paid, I've paid more money to go out to, for a night to the movies or something. So it's not like it's that big of a deal, <laughs> but, um, yeah, exactly. uh, like I, I think I'm at my limit as far as money goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's part of like, like, like they say, like, you know, uh, you support the things that the license that, you know, that carry the license and it's just yes. like, who knows what that could lead into further down the line, you know, how, however successful this is, this could lead to, you know, some other kind of games, or maybe they venture into something else and like, you know what, we did really well with this, you know, let's, let's try doing something else or let's do, uh, what's the big thing now? Like card games, you know, Marvel's got card games, like everybody's got card games, like who knows, it might be. Oh, yeah. Street Fighter card game coming up in the next year or two. I have a one of my buddies actually has a Street Fighter deck building board game. I guess it came oh, out yeah. like at the height of Street Fighter Two popularity. They just had a deck builder board game. Um, and there's also like a Street Fighter. There's a new Street Fighter Five deck builder board game that's coming out. Someone can kick like there's a Kickstarter for it right now. So like they're oh, definitely really? like like selling out that license to to make other riffs upon the. The fighting game genre i think which i think is important um if, if there's any big lesson that i've learned from street fighter 5 is that uh that you know the, the competitive scene is such a small portion of the street fighter fan base that mm-hmm. um without without having everybody along for the ride the game doesn't the competitive fan base doesn't thrive or the competitive yeah. scene doesn't thrive um yeah i mean there's definitely been a lot more um crossover in years past with street fighter you know whether it was uh monster hunter like they had ryu and monster hunter i I don't know if they put somebody else in monster hunter i remember ryu for sure yeah and they put they put ryu akuma and sakura ryu and sakura in monster hunter world and akuma and monster hunter rise okay okay, played both of them (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah so you had those and then uh you had ryu well i mean you started with ryu and chun li and um in Fortnite, and then now there was Guile and Cami, mm-hmm. and I think they added two others. So it's just like you know, there's definitely that that cross promotion that they're trying to get into with more more of the mainstream things. Because like you know, to us, like I mean, back in my day with the Street Fighter Two, like Street Fighter Two was all over the place, right? Like the arcade and everything. Like everybody knew Street Fighter Two. Sure. Then you know things kind of simmered down a little bit. People still know the name. People still recognize the characters. And, you know, people will still talk about it. And it's just like now it's kind of kind of coming back that hill. And I think, you know, with Street Fighter Six coming out and then all of this cross promotion stuff, you're going to have a lot more people that are recognizing like who these characters are or maybe even, you know, getting into getting into the fighting games and stuff like that, just based off of that. Yeah, I think. um, It's I think the phrase is IP farming (laughs) where you're, you're basically like you're planting seeds in advance so like i think that like because you, you named fortnite it was fortnite uh the other mm-hmm. one the other crossover was monster hunter uh they they mm-hmm. were in smash brothers as well ryu and ken were oh, in smash brothers right. and exactly. there was an entire That's like awesome. single player stage dedicated to that um yeah. and like those were 
I in my mind those were seeds planted in advance to like get the the Street Fighter intellectual property into the, the minds of kids in a newer generation. Um yep. and then that in turn creates this conglomerate of hype for Street Fighter Six. I think all of this is in service of Street Fighter Six. Obviously there's like branding in the longevity term of making the Street Fighter brand strong and making sure that all the um the characters are recognizable or and still within the cultural zeitgeist. But I think that uh the short term goal, if you look at how they placed it in the in recent years, the short term goal seems like it's to promote six. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah going it's... back to Oh go ahead. Yeah. Duel. I was gonna say go yeah, going back to duel. Like um I guess what's been the main thing that you've been I mean you're much further along than I am. I think I just I just got to level chapter eight. Pay to win, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um I think I'm on chapter I'm on chapter ten right now and I'm stuck. Uh I, I think I'm stuck at the spot a spot where uh like cause okay, so the way this game works, right, is you um you have like different modes, but ultimately it's it's just gotcha mechanics, gotcha pawn mechanics, which is like roulette and, and you know, booster pack logic where you're like drawing characters and then upgrading their rarity and collecting things and combining things. It's the standard gotcha kind of game. Um and uh what you do to like advance the progression is do these challenges or an arena mode or all this other stuff but the main single player campaign um you just advance from stage to stage and you just do rpg style battles like, it reminds me a lot of final fantasy uh, like atb system stuff um and so like you go from chapter to chapter but within each chapter i want to say starting around like chapter five or six or so like you start getting into these huge difficulty spikes and i think uh what those are meant to do is to basically say hey if you want to if you want to keep going if you want to keep having this uh this uh this fun fun time that we've been drip feeding you this whole time uh you're either going to have to wait a day uh for the for the game to reset and to give you all the the rewards to level you up or yeah. you can pay us money. Um, yep. And I, I found that that happens like twice a chapter where you just hit a giant wall. Like a, They call it a paywall, I believe. Um, yeah. And so I've hit paywall after paywall. And now I'm at the finally at the paywall where I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to spend any money. And I'm just going to I'm gonna wait it out, man. <laughs> I hit my limit. Yeah, I think um, I hit my first one like right at I think it was right before chapter four, like the end of chapter okay. three. Like that's kind of you know I like I said I only I had only put in I think ten dollars in the and then it was just like I hit that point at like the end of chapter three and I was just like I'm not strong enough for this right now. But I was like, but I don't want to put more money in this just yet. And I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like you said, like you know I waited till midnight and then went through all my little challenges and you know retrieved all my all my loot again. And then I was like, okay, now I can get over this hump. And then Oscar in our in our stream chat here has mentioned that I already have an S plus bison as a joke, and I don't. And that's the problem is that I'm at I'm at the level where you need bison to actually like get past it because they just blow you up, and bison yeah, is bison... the only thing they can survive it. <laughs> yeah, bison's bison's cheap. I just uh, he's paid to win, unlocked, man. I unlocked the um, the arena mode just now. Like uh-huh. that's that's where I'm at. So I went into or no the uh, the battle royal mode, and I All went right. into that. And so I went into that and like. You know, I was beating the first few people that I ran into, and then I ran into Bison, and I'm just like, "How do I kill him?" I was like, "He keeps getting like yeah, immunity just... and and stuff like that," and I'm just like, "What? This is so cheap." Yeah, to 
to get into some of the game mechanics as I want to do here, um, there's like two strategies that your team can take, right? Or there's three, I think, total. Um, one is you can be uh, all about single single attack targets and then just like chip, like wear them down and kill opponent by opponent in a line and then hope that, and you keep your team alive long enough to actually chip them all down. The other strategy yeah. is to go AOE um, and then have characters that can hit more than one or hit characters in the back line, which yeah. that's the strategy to fight against Bison is that you just kill everybody else and you kill Bison last. It's so dumb. Huh. <laughs> It's it's really like hard. That's the problem is that it's an auto battler, so you can't pick what they're gonna attack anyway. Um, yeah. So you have to like condition like like uh, build your team around it. And then the third way is you do a sustain build where you have like Elena or Rose as a healer in the background, and then they're just mm-hmm. um, it's a combination of continuing to do AOE or continuing to do single <laughs> attack targets. That, that's exactly what I ran into. And I was just like, I ran into Bison, and then I was just like, oh, this is somebody using Elena that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Sure enough, I was just like, okay, I can't get through this wall, and then they keep healing themselves. So I was just like, okay, yep. I was like, yep. I guess I'm just gonna lose. Bison Elena, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, because then because Bison's unique strategy is that if he gets killed, he gets back up. <laughs> he just keeps <laughs> doing that, and I don't really know enough about his his mechanics to know like if there's a finite number. But I know that the counterplay is you kill the team first, and then when you kill him last, he doesn't get back up. The game, the round. <laughs> Okay, that, that that makes more sense now that I think about it. Because there are there are certain characters that will target like the the anchor character or whatnot. Like I know uh, Guy will do that or uh, Sea Viper. They have certain attacks that yeah. will will focus on like the the anchor character themselves. And yep. like yeah, that, that seems to be you know like um, like you said, there's auto mode and then the like the manual mode. Yeah, like, I know you know I know some people are just like oh you could just put it on auto and just let it play. But I was like I find that I was losing more doing it that way because depending mm-hmm. on the the characters and what was being activated, like sometimes it wasn't working right. Or I, sometimes they would be slow. Like say I had uh Dalsim, like, you know, doing his buff. Oh, and, like yeah. he would stand there and yeah. he would just stand Dalsim there. Dalsim doesn't and work just, in auto mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just does, he just holds his buff and I'm just like, why are you holding it? I was like, do that. Somebody needs to do the next part of the chain. Yep. So like those modes, like for those situations, like, yeah, I had to play manual mode and just kind of like, spam my way through it or you know um i mean that's pretty much like the depth of the game to me is less like you know kind of seeing what's happening on the screen and just saying okay do i have enough to kill the guy in front the tank mm-hmm. or you know do i aoe and try to you know kill somebody that's behind low them. on health right. in the background the other yep. kind of so yeah the, the other tech is that for for difference between manual and auto is that uh in in auto like they use it as soon as you get one bar but what you can do is yeah. actually because you like I have Chun Li on my team and I also have Elena on my team and that 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 extra buff that circle thing that gives you more meter at the beginning. So yeah. I actually wait until um, my opponents get one bar before I activate, like right um, before, because then I build up about a bar and a half, and then you get you get uh, layered supers where you can do like you can have two chains going at the same time essentially because <laughs> you built up that much from the extra because the other side of it is if you if you just blow your load as soon as the they attack uh, as soon as you get the bar um yeah. you're giving them meter by getting hit by them getting hit by your stuff and so if you don't kill yeah. them right away then they're gonna just blow you up with retaliation meter instead so what you do is you just wait in, until the very last last possible second and you pull the ripcord on your parachute and go um yeah. but yeah I just I, because the other side of this here is that like there's also um, 
we talked about bison uh and there's another character called mad ryu and they gave him out as a free unit and he's quite possibly one of the best characters in the game um yeah probably the best character in the game from a practical standpoint because everybody gets him um yeah so he's just he's on every team he's just a single burst damage character and it's to the point where it's actually influenced like which units are more common like i don't know about you but i've been getting uh blue and yellow units way more common than red units because there just oh, don't yeah. seem to be a lot of good red unit heroes right yeah yeah, um, yeah i just been like because like my main squad right now is like i have honda who i've just honda. buffed to the to, to point you know it took me a while to get him but by the time i got him i was like he's literally gonna be my tank you know that's his class anyway and like i buffed him to the point you know got all the whatever best items i can put him in the front and he just takes all the brunt of the damage yeah and then for my supers i've been using uh yeah poison i like i got rose in a draw and then that's also really I, good <laughs> yeah and then i got uh i got uh, mad ryu in the back so uh for my supers i just use those three in the back like i don't even rely really on honda just depending yep. on the on the matchup and it's just like he's literally there just to just to be a meat shield and absorb damage yep so it's just like you just stay alive We'll do all the work in the back, and yeah, like you said, Mad Ryu is just his damage is off the charts. So like I've, I've those are, those have been the two that I've upgraded the tank in the front just to absorb everything, yep. and then Mad Ryu in the back just to kind of clean up, basically yeah, play clean up on everything because like he'll come in, do all the damage, like be a, you know be the one to to kill off characters, yep. and then I just got him to the point to where he does the like the Metsu Hadoken when he kills somebody so then then yeah you know, that's everything else so i'm just like okay so this guy just is just cleaning up yeah. <laughs> yeah okay i um i i think that's really interesting because the tanks like you're right in that you don't want to include them in the combo chain right because they're the first ones who yeah. die and then once your combo chain breaks like you're they're probably going to annihilate you um, yeah, you're pretty much screwed at that point. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's good to have those three in the back, basically executing the entirety of the ch combo combo chain, so that way you can get at least one more off once your tank dies. Yeah. Um, exactly. Another disadvantage of auto versus manual is uh, there's these th uh, things called EX moves where they'll just activate, yeah. um, and they're like global global ability abilities with a cooldown. Um, I found out that. Uh, you know, one of them charges faster than the other. We get two out of the gates as we complete the storyline. It's the, the Cody Chains one and the Sakura Recovery one, right? And um, the Sakura Recovery one's really useful, but it charges second uh, compared to the uh, the Cody Chains one. And what ends up happening is if you leave it in auto mode, the Cody Chains one, one will activate first every time. And then that actually adds like another 10 second penalty on the Sakura healing one. So in ma yeah. manual, you actually want to do... You want to wait and then uh, and then throw the Sakura one out first. And so yeah. if you put it in auto, it's just gonna just play them as soon as you get them, and then you're gonna die because of that because of that extra 10, 10 second uh, penalty on the Sakura yeah. EX. So it, it it behooves you to play manually, but like this is when you're like squeezing out like minutes or hours of time trying to be like <laughs> I need to just get past this wall, you know, until I hit the next yeah. wall. <laughs> Yeah. So in terms of your your team composition, you said you were using Chen Li and Elena, and then who are the other two? Yeah, I alternate. Um, so right now, uh, the the characters that upgraded the most have been Chun Li, uh, Mad Ryu. Uh, so both of those are the red ones, I think. Uh, the S plus SS plus. I think it's SS plus. Um, no, you got that. Okay. Yeah, and then um, 
Uh, Blanca and Guile are are my that's my damage dealing team. Um, okay. So I, I've ranked both those up to S. And Blanca is my tank, which I kind of regret that now. Um, <laughs> so the what I my ideal team though, um, and what I'm trying to work towards right now is putting Beast Zangief in there because he's got like this twirl lariat move. He's got he's basically got uh, V trigger two uh, V trigger one from uh, from Street Fighter Five, the little vortex yeah, suck in or uh, Zangief Super Art two in Street Fighter Six. Um, yeah. And so what what I do is I unlocked uh, I unlocked Chun Li's um, ultimate attack or whatever that thing is um for for being at, at s plus she gets this like it replaces her level three kind of like the the metsu hadoken no actually it's not like that it basically replaces her level three and turns it into like an aoe level three and it fucks people oh, wow. up yeah it, it actually out damages mad ryu um hey. so yeah uh for me at least because my chun's maxed hella maxed out um <laughs> and so i put her in the i have her do all the damage I have Mad Ryu as just more like a combo filler to add a little bit of damage if I want to pick off somebody who's weak, and then oh. it's and then I have Guile and Blanca to do um, AOE damage or just to act as combo triggers, um, okay. and then yeah I'll put Elena in I'll swap Elena out for Guile if I um, if I want to play like a single player sustained mode or something. Okay, yeah, I got you. I like. Um... Before I was using poison and rose, like I was using both uh, both guiles, <laughs> regular guile and combat guile. Combat guile's good. Like, yeah, those are the like, two yeah. I was using. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that I I like. I haven't really played any of these kind of gacha games before, but I think one thing that I really like about this one is the fact that you can at any time kind of reset a character and yes. you know just de just de level them and remove yes. all the items from them and get all of that stuff back. And you could be like, hey, you know what? I don't want to use regular guile anymore. Let me put all these resources towards Hugo. And I think that's one of the my favorite things about it is because like they could have easily just been like, you know what? You spend all this stuff on this guy. You can't do anything with it. If you want to upgrade somebody else, you got to pay. And I like the fact that I could just go in there and like, you know, just just reset everything and then, you know, upgrade somebody else. Like I've done that numerous times to kind of get over yep. get over the paywall. Like it's just like, okay, these characters aren't doing it. Let me try this other combo and let me try these other guys. Yep. And then what ends up happening is you spend all that time like rearranging the team and rearranging the gear and the abilities and shit like that. And then you try it and then you fail. And then you're like, okay, let me try this other idea that I had. You just keep doing that over and over again. And by that, by the time you're done doing that, enough time has passed where you just accrue passive resources to level up your team anyway. And you go back to the first configuration and it works. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that shit yeah, has I mean, happened to me multiple times. I'm like, man, I should have just went and did something else with my life and then come back to this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it is, it is, it does get a little addicting. And then and I, I like the yeah. fact that, like you said, it like, um, how you describe it as a drip, right? Like you get a little bit, a little bit. And like, same thing with the modes. Like they, they, they give you that little bit of bait and it's just like, get past this level and you unlock this. And then you know you get past that level and you're like, oh, what's this? And now you have like a something else to occupy your time in the get through. Like I'm a I'm a fair amount more cynical about a lot of this stuff. Um, where <laughs> like there's some bullshit predatory stuff too. Like like when you when you like pass a, a like you break through one of those walls, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll get a congratulatory sale. 
Like it'll be a oh, yeah, giant yeah. window that <laughs> pops up and says, "Congratulations yeah. on beating this thing!" Hey, well, we made some items that were on sale for you if you want to buy them. And he now that like yeah. here's like a thousand percent discount or a two thousand percent discount. You want to ride that high, don't you? Like it's 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 extremely predatory or like like I'm extra cynical about. It. I'm like this is bullshit. And then I bought yeah. some. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, what the happens. Poison, is, the poison splash screen comes. Yeah, up, it's the yeah. poison splash screen. Yeah, there's a third. <laughs> so there's a the the most one of the more expensive options. It was like twenty bucks, I think. Um, mm-hmm. That's where I ended up spending a little bit more money. Uh, it had like all the prizes, and then it had a like a three slot thing, and said pick three options that you want. And then I picked all three options, and just to see what it would cost and see if it would yeah. change the numbers at all. It didn't do anything, but I was like, okay, fine, I'm not buying that, and I closed it. And then, like two minutes later, it reopened it with that same the same choices on it. Like, so it remembered my choices and it remembered to know that I to to show it to me again. <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> they know, man. They, they know yeah. how to like get people to get people to buy this stuff. This is a like a whole other dimension of gaming. That's hella. It's the they're whale hunting. <laughs> that's all they're yeah. doing. They're whaling. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that that term because that's you know that's the term for the people that are that are paying the win, literally, like you know the yeah. ones that are putting in hundreds of dollars to be top of the leaderboard or first to this milestone. And it's just like, it's crazy. Like, you know, I see those things. Like, um, I'm trying to think of like one of the first games I saw it in. Um, but you see those things where they put put you on that pedestal, right? And you're like, oh, you're one of the top players. Yeah, and you're the top guy at this, and it's like. You know, there's one thing like you know back in the day like arcades they had the high scores right and nowadays with these with these games uh now it's like they have these things where they like break you off into certain factions and it's just like who's the top you know whatever uh was it wind fire and thunder right who are the oh, top yeah. ones in, the, in this game right like who are the top ranking players in this that's a and good it's point. just like they feed that that uh that uh the, competitive desire yeah the competitive desire or just the um What's the other word I'm thinking of? Ah, uh, not adrenaline. It's drive. Uh, no, not drive. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the word that I, that I want. Uh, uh, endorphins? Is it like endorphins or just uh? Oh, oh, the like the high you get from yeah, just the high from like being like, I hey, I'm the I'm the best at this. Yeah, or I'm the top of this. Serotonin. Like, no, no, this is serotonin. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe it's serotonin. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> one of something like that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's that that basically the good chemical that floods your brain when something cool happens on a video game or something. People figure it out how yeah. to, or when you're gambling, even that's that's just a really, a really a real thing that happens. Is that's how you develop gambling addictions? <laughs> um, yeah. Which again, that to me is why I I think it was so hard for them to find a distributor for this game. It's because like not not necessarily in America, but I know the EU is starting to crack down a lot on a lot, on a lot of the stuff like the online gambling mechanics around loot boxes and whatnot these are basically just loot boxes of the game and then coupled oh, with the spreadsheet yeah. simulator yeah um, that's a good point like I, I completely forgot about that because that was a big thing in um in apex and you know those kind of get overwatch mm-hmm. those kind of games with the loot boxes like yeah it was a big thing because like people would be spending all this money and then like their return was kind of kind of shit and it's just like well i'm putting all this money into this and it's not giving me as much as i was expecting so I, I watched a YouTube series recently on um, Counter Strike Go, and I know this, we're going straight in from a little bit from Street Fighter Duel, but um, CS Go apparently has uh, the big like I think that was actually one of the big 
the big like proponent uh, reasons why the EU started to investigate this stuff because there were like Russian sites where like they did the they did the loot box stuff where they sold weapon skins and perks and shit like that right um, mm. but then I guess there were like these Russian gambling sites that popped up where they they let you like trade uh, your items that you got for a different kind of currency that they had and then you could cash out for money which um that aligns very similar with the uh, uh pachinko style in uh in uh japan where you would go gambling is illegal in japan so what you do instead of gambling is you go and play these games and uh like slot machine games that give you Ooh. points to get action figures or or like more like they're just figures or statues and then you sell those back for money so it's like a way of um uh of getting around gambling laws also yeah. largely run by the yakuza if i my understanding of urban myths is correct um <laughs> and um that's basically what the counter-strike was doing um uh, is it's just that there was a russian part uh, russian websites that were doing that i think other foreign other foreign websites not just to pinpoint it on russia but yeah uh and then Valve wasn't really doing much about it. And so a bunch of like kids started developing gambling addictions and stuff. And this YouTube series went and interviewed them. I'll, I'll look it up and put it in the description on this podcast if anyone's interested in that. But oh, all that to say is like these these gotcha games are pretty predatory. And so like I fell into that hole for a little bit and it's made me be a little bit more aware. I think I as somebody who's like I was just right up right up against that temptation and I fell I, I fell for it a couple times, but I'm like, yeah. they really, they there's a lot of like psychology built into these games that is not necessarily consumer friendly. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. I mean, that's crazy though. Like, yeah, I never thought about that in terms of like the, like you said, like kind of like circumventing like the gambling laws like in, in Japan yeah. in terms of doing stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, you can get a, you know, you don't necessarily give them money back, but you know, you find, you know, give them something of value that, you know, that they could resell or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so the way that way, so it's just like yeah. The way you curb that and cover your ass is you just don't make it so you can't resell the items that you're giving out in the games. Um, and so that's kind of what where these gotcha games like because you know there's a million of these gotcha games out there. It's like Genshin Impact, mm-hmm. I think, is the most popular one right now. Um, okay. I played one called Fire Emblem Heroes for a couple years. Uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper was a big one for um, a couple people in the in the fighting game community here locally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> These games are fucking. Ever- my 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 fiance plays a game where um it's like fashion show stuff where she can dress up characters and stuff like that. Like all the games have like this core skeleton of like different currencies combined with loot boxes combined with combining characters and all this other stuff. And then there's always like this thing that you do to get the game going. And in Fire Emblem, it was like a tactical RPG. And this game in Street Fighter Duel, it's like a Final Fantasy RPG dueling thing. Final Fantasy ta- uh Final Fantasy Record Keeper, same deal. You're just doing a RTS battle thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm sorry I'm so cynical about how fucking predatory and, and shallow these games are. I, I, I say that as someone who's also just played a bunch of it and I'm addicted to it still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean you know it's like you said uh the same thing like like gambling because that's something that i've been doing is sports gambling and it's just like like thankfully for me like i'm pretty disciplined with myself and then yeah. it also helps to have a have a wife who basically funds funds me on the side so it's just like it's not a matter of like i'm just drawing into our 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 family bank account and just taking whatever i want right like it's just like hey i got this money like like literally what happened is 
she she has a client that uh, uh, that that she does work for, and it was like one day she wanted to pay for via Venmo, and my wife was like, "Well, I don't have a Venmo account. Well, just Venmo my husband." And she's like, "Are you sure?" He's she's like, "Yeah, well, that'll fund his gambling habit." And I was like, okay. And like, you know, it's one of those things like she doesn't see that person regularly, like, you know, very often, maybe once a month. So in essence, that's, that's what's limiting me from anything, you know, going crazy. And okay. you know, that, and I just have a natural, I have a natural discipline with it too. Like I I've talked to, uh, or I've seen other people talk and like, yeah, they're, they're constantly in that kind of mode where um, chasing wins and, or chasing mm-hmm. losses, that kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, it's a dangerous thing to get get involved in if you don't have that that discipline or something to kind of hold you back. Yeah, no, I get uh, like it sounds like you almost have the equivalent of like a piggy bank, but but a, a, more of a Venmo app instead of a piggy bank, where <laughs> 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 it's just like here's something that I just kind of periodically dump stuff into, and I only I only use whatever's in that bank, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, like I have I have yeah. a built-in limit. I mean, there's there's things in those in those websites or in those apps where you can actually like. They call it like cool down or there's there's limits that you could put on yourself and it'll, it'll lock you out of your account yeah and it's just like like those you know those are there to safeguard people but it's like if you don't set those up for yourself and you're not strong enough to kind of kind of deal with that when it comes around then you know it's not really going to do anything right right i i think that like my main draw for sticking with this game despite me being so critical of it is that um number one it's a social aspect thing more than anything else. All my friends are playing it right now. And, um, you know, realistically, uh, that will, that will change. Um, like I'm already starting to get tired of it. I think a lot of people are already starting to get tired of it based on some of the conversations I've had. Um, because it is ultimately it's time gated. Um, there's a point where you can spend as much money as you want, but you're still going to hit a wall. Like I I spent that 20 bucks last night and I was like, you know what? Uh, this didn't actually get me through the wall that I was trying to get through. So I really have nothing to show for this. And there are other times yeah. that I was like, Oh, I don't have, I, uh, I spent all this time trying to make a combination work when I spent, I like, I burned two hours doing this. But in reality, I could have just waited two hours and gone and done something else in my life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Ugh. I guess, I guess I never really thought about it in terms of like other games too. Cause there was, um, what's that game? It was like a park building game. Oh, the Jurassic park one. It was like a Jurassic park, like, build your own park kind of game right mm-hmm. and it's like it had the same kind of concepts where it's just like they would give you a certain amount of money and quests and stuff to do uh you know things like that and you would build whatever you know pen stegosaurus pen or whatever right and then you mm-hmm. get to the point to where it's just like you need this much and it's like it's the third type of currency that you need but that's the one that you have to pay for or um or you have to wait or, you know, like they have, like they, you know, like you said, they have those, those speed up options, right? You can pay and speed things up or you could wait three hours. <laughs> and like, you know, some of these are absurd. They'll be like, all right, you created this, this uh, T-Rex pen and it's going to take, you know, seven weeks for it to build. And I'm like, what? And I'm just like, unless you want to go do this. And I'm yep. just like, no, it's okay. And then like, I ended up un- uninstalling it and I was just like, you know what? I don't have the time or the money to, to, to just throw into this. And, you know, kind of hit, I kind of hit my, hit my paywall really. Yeah. And the fucked up thing too, like Street Fighter Duel does that as well, where it's like if you want to speed up your rewards accrual, uh, you can you can uh, uh, spend some spend some money or spend some currency gems that are that you purchase purchase with money, so it's abstracted enough for you to ignore the <laughs> gambling effect. But then also they give you one for free every day, so it's not yeah. even just like it's like it's like hey uh, uh, gamble with us. It's here's a free sample. 
and then gamble. Yeah. <laughs> it's, ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, I mean, that, I mean, that's really no different than, like, the casinos here. They'll be like, yeah. you set up for our player's card, and we'll give you $5 of slots for free. And you're like, okay, cool. And it's just like, you know, a lot of the times that's, like, ends up being nothing. But, you know, it's enough to get, get people in. Yeah, I mean... In the same way that you have like attractive cocktail waitresses serving you drinks at the casino, when you log into Street Fighter Duel, the first thing you get is that picture of Chun Li, like in that alternate <laughs> outfit with her, her her belly button exposed and stuff, just like stretching it out. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's the same kind of effect. They know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, they know they know what they're doing for sure. And it's that, just like that said, though, like the art is actually very, very good, and I think that's actually what people have been. Uh, I think that's what got a lot of people to try this game is the art is really high quality. A lot of people yes. have even said like, hey, that art, if you make it, if you make those costumes in Street Fighter 6, then I would buy them. It's like that good. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, like, I thought it was a, one, um, just the animations themselves, right? Like for the for the characters and stuff. The first thing that came to mind was like a beat-em-up. And I was just like, how cool would it be to have like a Street Fighter beat-em-up where they're just, everybody's just walking the streets and like four-player co-op, one of those kind of games. And it's just like who knows where you know what those assets could be used for. Yeah. But um I think the biggest surprise to me, excuse me, was the um was the use of uh the Street Fighter 4 assets and the voice, the the commentator and the moves and stuff like that. It's yeah. it's, it's all stuff that you know kind of stems from Street Fighter 4, even the the voiceovers from the, the characters and stuff. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um my guess is that uh that's they just like they probably sold them as a package to the developer when they when they had the license they gave out the license they were like here's all the assets we currently have and maybe that was when street fighter 5 was in development or you know street fighter 5 was kind of a clusterfuck of development so it's like maybe yeah. four well, all, all the assets from four were like those were the most pristine at the time you know um that makes sense there's actually like like uh when you hear viper uh in street fighter duel as well like because there's voice clips right um, mm -hmm. there's a couple of Viper clips that aren't actually in Street Fighter 4 that were that were used in Duel. Um, oh, really? Like she yells Burning Kick, right? And in, in yeah. Japanese, she yells Burning Kick. But in the actual Street Fighter 4 game, she never actually says that phrase. Um, she yeah. just goes, ah, ah, kind of like Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you got to block. You got to pick which side to block. Yep. <laughs> but now you have a parry button, so you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. I'm six. <laughs> They also have to worry about yeah. Viper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all that. All that being said, like you know, like like you said, the animations and stuff. Like I think those, uh, those look great. Like I have, you know, I for one just it's a it's a time waster for me. It's just something to play on the side. Like it's not anything where I don't think I'm going to put any more money into it. I'll just play Same. it here and there. Same. And uh, you know, I'm enjoying it for what it is. I mean, there is uh, there are a couple things. I think the only one that I've noticed, I think somebody pointed out, was like. Um, some of the special moves aren't named right. Like I think, uh, really, Makoto. Like if you look at Makoto's uh, super, the first one, yeah. it's actually named uh, Borsh Dynamite, which is a Zengi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about the other examples, but that's the one I saw somebody point out in in uh, on Twitter because they were just like, "Oh, this game's such a mess," and they were just like, "Yeah, they named Makoto's move Borsh Dynamite," and I'm like, "Huh?" I was like, "Really?" And then I went to go look because I never look at the names. I just look at you know, I was looking at the yeah. descriptions and like the abilities and what they did. And then I, sure enough, I loaded up Makoto and I was like, like, no way. I was like, really? It, it's there. So there's a, one, there's a lot of like translation errors. And I think it's because yeah. this game was a Chinese game that was translated into English. Um, 
hastily, might I add. Um, and the other side of it is like the writing is really bad. Like if you um, <laughs> and the bios and the the bios in the character gallery, I think there is actually some some care put into them. But the um, the single player story mode stuff, like the global exploration stuff, um, basically at the at the start of the game, you pick Ryu or Ken, and it's like, oh yeah, because everyone picks Ryu. We even talked about that on this podcast. Like everyone's <laughs> either a Ryu or a Ken, right? And you pick them. And then they both they both say the most generic hero shit ever. So it's yeah. very clear that like these characters were not written as Ryu and Ken. They were just written as like generic protagonist. Uh yeah. they, they, and then like when you actually get into the mini game, like the actual single player game, it's just like a it's just a picture of Ryu or Ken in a car. I think it's just a picture of Ken in my case cuz I just picked Ken. Yeah. It's it's a picture of Ken driving a car and you just press on the different uh, areas of your screen and it drives in a grid it's like it's like like some game maker like summer summer intern project shit <laughs> um it's not it doesn't actually feel like a real game it looks like just some some something you'd you'd see like a elementary school alert kid learning uh, hour of code or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but and then what happens is you as you do that as you run through that and stuff like you get like these dialogues that pop up and it's just characters saying the most generic shit ever like yeah and it's it's because like they don't really have anything to do with the license. There's a translation issue. Um, my my belief, honestly, is that they made that game and then they just put Street Fighter on top of it and they just subbed subbed out all the assets. And those are characters that were another game that was meant to be a different character and a different game. Um, it's yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's a I, I'm ranting about this game, but ultimately <laughs> it is a time waster for me. I regret some of the time that I've spent in it because I could have been using that time like playing a fighting game <laughs> you know preparing for six or something and or like anything else and i'm still going to play tonight after the reset i'm still going to see if i can get through that wall because they've got me um <laughs> and i think that that effect will gradually fade over time i've gone from like you know spending eight hours playing the game in, in a single day to like i'll i'll burn like maybe two and i think i'm going to slowly okay. get down to like a half an hour and then eventually i'm going to stop I think that's probably yeah. how it's going to go. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> six out of ten. Six out of ten from me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, mean, I, yeah, I had fun this this past week. I had fun. But yeah. I don't know if I would have. <laughs> I would have had fun doing a lot of other things. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So... <laughs> If I can, if we're good to talk, uh, move on from Street Fighter Duel, I had one thing I wanted to talk about on our show today as well. Um, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, a couple episodes back, we talked a lot about like TO integrity. Uh, we had T dot on the show. We talked about. Um, uh, we talked mainly what well, we we opened by talking about the Arturo Sanchez situation that was currently ha was happening at that time, and then we kind of used that as a springboard to talking about TO integrity, and it turned into more about stories that we've had where like we've gone to a tournament that has given out shitty prizes or a tournament uh, that's wasted people's time that hasn't like had standard tournaments uh setups or wasn't properly equipped to service the players um yeah. you know that was ultimately the topic of our podcast but we did kind of talk briefly about the archero sanchez stuff and at the time like um I feel like we did I listened to the episode again recently and I feel like we couched our words pretty well in that you know the the um the uh narrative on the internet at the time was that Archero Sanchez had uh mishandled funds uh for uh, Bachelorino prize pots 
and the implication was that he had been basically taking money from players. Um, yeah. And emphasis on the implication part, because that was uh, corroborated, and I say that with air quotes, corroborated by uh, several different uh, people within the fighting game community. Uh, but then at the same time, a lot of folks kind of came out and said, you know, art is actually done right by me a lot. And so it kind of turned into this like argument uh, between team art versus team not art. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, any argument on a social media platform like Twitter with the fighting game community in particular is going to have people doubling down, not necessarily because they uh, believe in the cause, but because they don't want to admit they're wrong or they, yeah. you know, they or ardently believe that they're right. Um, and so while I believe that we couched, uh, we couched our, our, our descriptions of the, uh, of the situation pretty, pretty neutrally. I did believe, I do believe that like at the time I, I felt like, uh, Arturo had embezzled funds. I kind of bought into all that stuff. Um, and over time what's happened, like, and by now the dust has kind of cleared. People have kind of written some of their postmortem blogs on it. Um, Tanner's actually got a good one. If you look at them's fight and words, blog.com. Um, what's happened is that art art's name has not necessarily been completely cleared. Um, but the, the mainline ag accusations about him taking money proved to be kind of, well, one proved to be false. Um, but then also proved to be got, gotten, got tangled in with issues working with him as a, as a, as a, a collaborator. And so it turned into this giant smear campaign almost. Um, and now everyone involved kind of looks bad. And as you know, we kind of use our podcast here to talk about it, even if it was to springboard onto a different topic. And I wanted to make sure that we, we put, we closed the book on that one and that I bought into it. I think I was wrong, uh, in buying into it now that I've seen a lot of the evidence has come out. Um, I could spend a lot of time defending my initial stance about how, like how it, like it looks bad and how it, things kept coming out about how it looked bad. But ultimately at the end of the day, these issues get way worse because people don't want to admit they're fucking wrong on the internet. And so I wanted to start by saying that, yeah, I think I, I, I jumped the gun on that one. Um, and again, I, I still, I still believe he presented it neutrally on the podcast, but me personally, I believe I, I was kind of, uh, getting close to that as far as like, Hey, like this, he, he did this, this, this is not good. Um, and I, I was kind of up there, I think with pitchforks and torches with everyone else. And so that is not, uh, luckily that's the, the, the way it's gone now is that art's character has basically been, uh, not completely been redeemed. Like there's people have lifted a lot of their bands on him, I think, which is, I think the, the big point of it. And the guy clearly went through some traumatic shit. Um, even before, like, like he mentioned, there's a lot of conversation about his, his, uh, his family's medical uh, situations and whatnot. But then also, like, you go from giving your life to the community to, um, to everyone hating you on the internet overnight. Like, that's gonna, that's gonna fuck someone's head up. Um, so I, I feel for him that that happened. I don't believe that we actively contributed to it, but if we did, uh, I, I regret that. And, uh, uh, I, I was wrong. So that's, that's me saying my piece on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I mean, like you said, like the, when all that information came out, like, uh, you know, especially this day and age, it's real easy for people to kind of just 
you know, throw people under the bus, like, you know, just without any kind of uh, knowing what's going on for sure mm -hmm. and not waiting for it. Like, you know, the whole innocent until proven guilty thing, like, you know, that's always something that's always nice to say, but, you know, a lot, a lot of times that's not, that's not often what happens at all. So it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's a tough situation to be in. And it's just like, you know, like you said, people want to double down and they want, cause they, cause they feel like, oh, well this, if this happened, then, you know, who knows what else was going on? I'm just like, well, let's wait till we hear more first. Yeah. There's always that, that court of the public opinion that kind of overrides actual criminal justice in a lot of ways. Um, and that's not new. Like I, 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 I do like, I, I do find myself rolling my eyes whenever someone kind of throws their hands up and just complains about cancel culture. Cause I also am like, well, you know, like the court of public opinion, like has not cancel culture. Didn't invent that. Um, like, have you heard of the Salem witch trials? <laughs> like there, there are plenty of instances throughout history where, where the mob has superseded justice. Um, and this is a, a way that that's happened, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's just that because of social media or because of the way things are now, it's that we're always inclined to do shit like this. And it's just about how we, how we kind of dial that back if we can. Um, I also think that there's a degree, like just like in the Salem Witch Trials, there's a degree of people trying to weaponize that mobs that to, to cover their asses in some way or, or you know, just sick people on, on, on folks that they don't like. And there's bad actors out there that are trying to do that stuff. And so it's, that's the part where I think that we as a community can, can be proactive in working, like figuring out if someone's just trying to get us riled up or not. I think there's, there's a degree of like, it's okay to be outraged about a couple of things out there. Like there's some real bad, evil things that are happening in this world, but, yeah. um, it's also important that we don't forget the context and that we are ultimately playing a competitive fighting game and it, and the vast majority of it is a hobby and the only like art being the big victim here. Like in my opinion, I think he's the big victim nowadays that I, now that I've seen kind of a lot of the receipts and whatnot, um, like he's somebody that doesn't, this isn't a hobby for him. This is his lifeblood. This is like his career, yeah. you know? And so like, I think we quickly forget that we quickly forget all the context. So I, I I think it's okay to have an opinion. I don't think it's okay to to mob somebody about it. And then um, yeah. More importantly, just not forget when like not own up to it. Not own up to it when you're wrong. I think that's important. That, that we, yeah. we do that. that. That's what I was gonna say. It was like I think that's the big thing, especially that you don't see a lot happen a lot of the times. You know, when somebody's wrong on on the internet, whether it's Twitter or whatnot is like, you know, you'll, a lot of times you'll see like, you know, somebody puts out this tweet that something happened, right? Gets a ton of traction, likes, retweets, whatever, find, turns out that that's wrong. And instead of deleting the tweet or quote, quote, tweeting it and, you know, giving a correction and apology from there, they just mm -hmm. leave it up there because it's just like, well, I said it at one time, it's, it's there. And it's just like, no, it's, you know, it's giving you engagement. Like, you know, yeah. that's the main reason that you want to leave it up there. And it's yeah. just like, you know, what, you know, it would have been better off for you to, uh, to apologize for it or to, you know, come correct and, and those kind of things. Or it's the same thing. Like, you know, people like will post the, you know, the clickbaity headline or initial tweet, and then they'll put it in the replies, 
you know, something, the, the good stuff or the, the more of the detail, more of the meat of the story that, you know, gives context to things. And it's just like, well, if you would have said this in the first part, then you wouldn't have got all these people going crazy about it. Yeah, no, I agree. I like, like feel good stuff. Like that mm -hmm. stuff went viral in the 2010s, like the early 2010s when the internet was still novel. But then once people have started to figure out how to weaponize, like the, well, not weaponize is the wrong word, but more like, <laughs> No, I don't think an apology has ever gone viral. If if you have that tweet out there saying something inflammatory, even if it's wrong, you don't want to take it down for those exact reasons you mentioned. It, it hurts your numbers. Like, yeah. So what happens is these arguments aren't made in good faith. They're made for numbers. Um, they're not made to yeah. prove the point. They're made for the numbers and to to make the money. Um, and that yeah. that's that's something that like you know you and I like are are we're a small time podcast here, but like this is stuff that we've had to think about when we've dipped our toe into this content creation gig is that like, what do we do to like, like get likes and subscribes and all the other shit? Does it actually work realistically? I don't think it actually works at our scale because right now it's our friends listening and it's our, our local scene listening. We love you guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> so because of that, we don't have to compromise too much about who we are and become like, you know, is the fighting game community dying? Why isn't there enough people playing <laughs> fighting games? You know, like what? <laughs> why are yeah. why why are uh, tournament pool, tournament prices so small? <laughs> I, I guarantee that thing is going to come up again, despite the two million dollar Capcom <laughs> price. Yep. Yeah, uh, for sure, man. It's just like it's it's easier to be inflammatory. It's easier to go viral and being inflammatory. And no one ever went viral for an apology. Uh, no one ever no one ever went viral admitting they were wrong unless it was like a celebrity they got you know got caught sexually harassing someone and wanted to say i'm sorry and hope that yeah. they didn't get go, don't go to jail or something <laughs> um yeah i don't know i don't know and then you get all the conversations about false confessions and stuff i can't believe i'm talking about cancel culture on our podcast <laughs> this, is a bit, <laughs> this is a bit further than i thought i would go basically I feel bad for art. It sounds like everything went to shit. It didn't necessarily need to go to shit, um, but it did. We made it, we as a community made it worse. Um, it should have just yeah. been between him and that company. Um, and now we are all better for it. I hope we learned some lessons for it, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we will. Yeah. yeah and uh, like you said, it's too, it's too easy to be inflammatory. And like, like I'm not a, I'm not a big proponent of, uh, well, I wouldn't say proponent, like cancel culture, like I said, like it's, it's a touchy subject for some people, but it's just like, there are situations where I think that kind of stuff is warranted. I mean, I think there's I limits to limits to like what we should be pushing for like people, because like I, at the end of the day, I, you know, I feel like anybody's prone to mistakes and it's just like, you know, you got to give people the opportunity to kind of come back from those mistakes too. And it's just like, you know, like all the time, like I see something happen, it's just like, all right, it's time to hit up their job, their employer, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, holy crap. I was like, you guys are just ending this person's life. Like literally, like they're going to have to get into, you know, something else entirely. And it's you just wanna, like. I, I have a way of tying that back to our local scene. Hopefully it doesn't air too much of our dirty laundry from the past year. But um, there was this one time when we had a uh, person who joined the fighting game community Facebook group. Um, and they're, I'm not going to name anybody involved here, um, but they had been caught stealing uh, on camera from a from a, another shop somewhere uh, for a card game uh, for playing card games somewhere. So it wasn't 
necessarily a fighting game related. It's just they had been caught stealing by the the card game shop, and so they were banned from that shop. There's a lot of overlap between the um, fighting game community and the card game community. So uh, when someone saw that name pop up saying, hey, this person joined the community, um, it was brought to the attention of the admin and moderator team, uh, myself included, as well as I believe it was just a post to the entire group. So everybody in the mm-hmm. community got to weigh in on this. Uh, this is like proto Twitter at this point. Um, <laughs> and so the conversation came up being like, hey, this guy got banned for stealing uh in a different community we shouldn't let him in our community um and you know me being me being in my 20s and me being like kind of wanting to protect the scene at all costs you know i i was naive and was like yeah uh, i agree it seems like everyone's kind of in agreement here that we just shouldn't have bad actors in our community or anyone who could possibly cause harm to it um and i look back on that and i'm like man that was kind of fucked up because you know, yeah, this guy got caught stealing, but it's, as you said, someone can make a mistake. And if it, why should someone making a mistake in the card game community have an impact on their ability to be part of the fighting game community? Who even gets to fucking decide who's part of the fighting game community, right? Um, And the person I will name in this one is Frank Castle, uh, who was on our show a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago. Actually, it was a long time ago at this point. We've done a lot of shows. (laughs) Um, uh he was the one who actually brought up in a public space he said you know what guys why are we why can't we give people second chances wouldn't you want one too and that basically shut the entire conversation down nobody we never banned that guy um like to be honest i think that guy that poor guy like just got too scared to come out to the community i saw him a couple times but ultimately like um i i if you're if you're out there man like you know who you are and uh you you're I, uh, I, I'm sorry that that, all that happened, (laughs) that, that really sucked. Um, and so that was an instance locally where we had to kind of come to terms with the lynch mob and the, um, the pitchforks and torches and what are we going to do about it? And even the people that brought forward, Hey, we should ban this guy after they saw Frank's posts, it, they stopped talking about it because I think Frank had a point. I think everybody knew Frank had a point that we should probably be good people and be accepting in our community. Like it says on the tin, uh, like we always talk about how the fighting game community is so inclusive and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, so I think ultimately it kind of had a happy ending. It's, it sucks that the situation happened at all, but it was a huge learning experience for me where it's like, yeah, at what point do I get to decide whether or not someone gets a second chance or not? We should, as a community, ultimately decide that they do get a second chance. We shouldn't rob anybody of that. But we also should, we also, that's none of our fucking business at the same time. Wait, wait for him to hurt the community, I think, before we actually I, react to it. Otherwise, we're just secret policing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's, that's what I was going to say. Is like, yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta give people the benefit of the doubt, even if they had made mistakes. Because, I mean, you know, I've never gone into the, you know, looked into the, whatever, the sexual predator things or anything like that for people oh, yeah. in our community, but who knows? Like, you know, that's, that's a, a that's a, that's a, that's a thing that could be, could be present that nobody knows about that. That's been a big thing in like anime convention uh, stuff. Like, yeah, you know, who knows who, you know, where those people are. And it's just like, who are we necessarily to judge those people right off the bat? if they wanted to join our community, like you got, you kind of, you know, you got to give people like, like you said, the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, if something happens, you know, it, you know, your first thought can't be like, well, they did this before, you know, they, of course they were going to do it again. Like, 
you don't know that, you know, who knows what their circumstances were, you know, maybe it was just, you know, it just kind of, kind of happened again. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's real easy for people to be like, well, yeah, you know, I kind of figured this was going to happen when, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, you don't know the situation. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, that, it's way too easy to kind of just pile onto that and just be like, yeah, well, he did it before and look, they did it again. Like yeah. I told you guys. And it's just like, and I, I don't want to like completely paint this as black and white. And it's like, you know, if someone makes a mistake, forgive and forget every time, because there's also like the counterpoint to that is, you know, uh, like if we bring up some of the sexual harassment stuff, it's like, well, if someone doesn't feel safe in the community, like at what point do you switch from reactive to proactive? Right. Cause safety feeling safe is uh, a, uh, the solution for feeling safe is a proactive one. At, at, out of the gates right it's that you you if someone makes other people uncomfortable at, a, at an event uh and you ban them from that event like you're, you're trying to prevent something from happening as opposed to reacting after something already happened and so it's kind of like i it's it's a it's a really challenging situation for community leaders and, and event leaders and tournament organizers to put themselves in because they have to make these calls of like at what point do I be proactive? At what point do I be reactive? With Arturo Sanchez, it came out that he was stealing money. You know whether or not that was true or not is a whole other question, but that's what people were saying. So, are you proactive and you keep him and you ban him, or are you re, or you wait till he steals money from you? And then another, yeah. a lot of people were like, "Well, I did wait till he stole money from me, and he never did, so he didn't actually steal any money." <laughs> but, <laughs> But that's that like for the like for sexual harassment problems in here in the fighting game community here for, um, you know, some there there have been times when like people have told me they had to haven't felt safe in the community. And there are times when like I'm like, OK, here's what we can do about it. And there are other times that I'm like, we can't do anything about that because this person is like hasn't done anything. Um, if you show yeah. me that he's done something and then it turns into a conversation about gaslighting or it turns into like hey, this did actually happen. You can prove it. Well, it. it it's an awful situation to be in. And I think a lot of times tournament organizers need to just be like, go to the police. Um, yeah. Which isn't also isn't the right answer for the, for the, um, the person bringing up the complaint in the first place. Cause it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a shitty spot to be in overall when you're the, when you're the arbiter of like, you don't want, not only should we not decide who can and can't be in the community. It sucks being in the position. If you are, yeah. um, if you are making that call. So that's, I, I guess maybe Street Fighter <laughs> Duel just tickled a really cynical bone in my body today. Or something. <laughs> oh, man. So what else is new, Betty? We haven't had done a drinks episode like this in a while. Uh, I don't know. I've been playing Samurai Showdown. Well, I was playing. I kind of stopped for like the last week or so. But I was kind of playing, mainly mainly just playing with my son. Just, just uh it played online here and there. The online seems kind of bare bones in terms of like, uh, oh, cat. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my cat jumped but, uh, on my lap and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of finding like opponents on Steam, like it seems to be, there doesn't seem to be a lot of people there. And from what I was looking at, it seems like the Xbox is the, seems to be the console of choice for that game. Really? Uh, for Yeah, that was surprising to me because like, you know, I'm so used to, ps5 ps4 this and then i was just like oh the xbox runs this the best and i'm just like really it's like that's the one that's you guys have latched onto i guess but hmm. um i don't know i found i found uh ranked matches here and there but it's just like it wasn't anything like 
you know, too crazy. So I'm like, I don't know. I've had had some fun with that, and then um, the on top of that, like I was learn, I've been learning uh, hitbox. Uh, I figured, it, you know, because I tried playing hitbox before with Street Fighter, and it's just like, you know, it didn't necessarily go well. And it was more of like I think it was muscle memory combined with like you know just playing a game that I've been playing for God knows twenty years, thirty years almost, right? Yeah. And it's just like you know it's hard to get that get that out of your get that out of your body out of your mind like how to play and use yeah. a different different interface so i figured if, uh, if i was going to learn the samurai showdown that that would be a great game for me to try to learn hitbox with and it actually works really well for me in that game because movement and you know there's not a lot of i would say like super fast kind of like decision making that goes into that game nope like it's it's very heavily footsie based very heavy damage so it's just like you know, there's not a lot of quick, quick, necessary quick decisions. Like, it's definitely not me playing Dalsim and Street Fighter Five for sure. Like, that's you know, I, that's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum for me, which is which has been great for me to kind of like learn. I get you. Yeah, and like, yeah, there's always been this spectrum of like how much. What's the way to put it? How much emphasis? I guess it's kind of a it's a function of movement more than anything else. I think that the games that are more complicated and movement wise require you to think that much faster. Like mm -hmm. in Marvel, um, and to some extent, some of the anime games I've played too. Like, but in Marvel in particular, like oftentimes the correct answer to a to a problem, like the solution to a problem, is sometimes not worth pursuing in favor of doing a shittier answer but faster and an example is like an example is like if if dante is helmbreakering i'm saying dante not virgil but dante in particular is helmbreakering you over and over again right he's coming down with this big thing the answer is to stay on the ground uh and then at the last second before you block it chicken chicken block so what'll happen is you'll block it in the air come down immediately land and recover before dante does but the better answer or like but, but what happens is you can fuck that up and get killed and then you just eat the helm breaker and you die so <laughs> the more correct answer in the in the context of marvel is to just move out of the way wait for him to whiff it and then go in so you use your movement yeah. options instead so you have an ideal punish block and punish game but the answer is, is actually to move and to, to stay moving instead um, compared to a street fighter, which is like, oh, this person is going to do this unsafe thing. I'm going to block it and then I'm going to punish it. That's simple and straightforward. But for Marvel yeah. and I think for Tekken and for a lot of the higher anime or smash or movement based games, it's just get the hell out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And that that requires faster thinking, faster uh, faster decision making. And Sam Show, I don't think has that. I think it's if you're blocking something, you're in that you're in that mix, and you get to play it. That's that's the game you're you're there to play. Is that um, I'm going to commit to something, and I'm going to play this rock paper scissors kind of style. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I would like Sam Show uh, for that same reason that it's slower. Um, yeah, I quit anime and marvel games mainly because i wanted to play a slower game like street fighter and street fighter can still be played fast like dalsim is a good example of an anime character in street fighter dalsim in five at least he just goes he goes like you're always moving from you're moving from thing to thing to thing and then watching yeah. as you're doing each thing right what they're doing and reacting and changing your flow chart 
Um, a lot of anime games play like that. A lot of Marvel games play like that. Street Fighter games can play like that, but um, Sam Show I think has less of that uh, from what I've seen because it's more neutral based. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, like I definitely, yeah, I've been enjoying just. I mean, at this point, it's just me and my son playing. Kind of just, we'll just play. Maybe just do like a first to five, first to ten, ten set, and then that'll be it for us. Kind of just playing, and it's just like, um, mm-hmm. I think that's been also the 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 most fun thing to me because like so i'm learning hitbox i'm learning a new game and then i'm learning a new game with my son at the same time so it's like because like he was playing dragon ball for a bit i didn't really get into that and he uh, occasionally he'll tell me he's like hey let's play dragon ball and you know just to kind of watch me and i'm just like if i really want to learn this game like you know we could really have some have some battles but like i don't know if i'm going to get there (laughs) dragon ball i think is uh, that would be the game i'd recommend learning hitbox on um oh really yeah, I think that game benefits the most from Hitbox out of all the games that I've played. Um, huh. Because, uh, so one of the huge benefits of Hitbox is being able to do instant air dashes. Uh, and, and on a stick, it's kind of hard because you got to do up, forward, forward. So it's kind of hard to twist it and then hit right. Um, in Dragon Ball, uh, that is the case. That's the way you get really low like cross-ups and stuff like that. In Guilty Gear Strive... I was excited to do that same thing, but then they gave me a dash button. So you don't even have to do instant air dashes anymore. You just use the dash button. <laughs> so uh, Dragon Ball is the only game that I think benefits from instant air dashes and then also doesn't have a ton of DP motions. And because it doesn't have any DP motions, which I think are harder on Hitbox, everything's a quarter circle. I think Hitbox is the way yeah. to play that game. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's other like unique things about i actually i'm really curious about your hitbox journey um so is, has it been has it been going well do you think you'll switch over for street fighter 6 uh that i'm not sure about i kind of want either another beta to come out so that i can give I, I would probably just go all into that beta because you know at that point it's a beta right like i'm just messing around with stuff so i'm just thinking maybe i'll just do that and then kind of see how i feel but i think it's ultimately going to depend on on dalsam and dalsam himself and if I'm going to actually play that character, because I think I would be okay playing Honda or another character with Hitbox. But um, like recently, like on my Instagram, I posted that video of me doing that, uh, that air juggle combo with, with Sim, right? It mm-hmm. was like the back fierce and the EX fireball and then the, the air teleport. And then you got to do yoga Gale and then EX okay. yoga Gale. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, I did that and I was just like, you know, that was after finding out a shortcut I could use. And I was just like, okay, so I can do this, but it's just like, do I want to, do I want to have that hurdle in terms of like learning Street Fighter 6 Dalsim and having the the execution that I have to, to work up towards with that too. So okay. I think it's going to ultimately depend on whether or not I'm going to uh, play Dalsim and if, if I really want to. And it's just, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess it would be a matter of how I see myself progressing too. Because I think if I, if I, you know, jump out of the gates and I'm just like, all right, I'm playing Dalsam on Hitbox and Street Fighter 6. And if I feel like I'm, I'm doing fairly well enough, then I might just stick with that. Okay. I, um, I, have you considered playing, um, like Honda on Hitbox and Sim on Stick? Uh, I was actually, that's actually what I was just going to say too, is just like, I thought about doing that too. And it was funny. 
um because the minute i was the the moment i was thinking about that is when like there was this twitter video that came out about that modular stick where this guy was like he had the different pieces <laughs> yeah. of the stick right and he was like playing with the stick and he's uh, like yeah. okay well i'm gonna take the stick out and i'm gonna put the hitbox left side and i'm just like that would be perfect for me like i would spend you know maybe three four hundred dollars on something like that because then that would be my exact situation it's like oh you just beat my honda i was like hold on let me play sim. Let me go grab my little hitbox piece and we'll go to this other side. Or I'll grab my stick piece and, and we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically. I, I've so my experience learning hitbox, and maybe this is a maybe I'll put this as like the description of our video too about kind of we this can be like a little spiel about how how to learn hitbox as a new player, right? Um I'd always recommend somebody learn hitbox with a new character as opposed to learning a uh, on a character they already play because it it's like a weird out of body experience, right? Where you're like, I know I want to do this thing and I can't do this thing. And I know I've done this thing before. I just, I'm limited by this hitbox. And then when your mind goes that direction, then you start saying, well, if I'm limited by this hitbox, then this hitbox is the problem and fuck this thing. And then you drop it. You don't end up sticking with it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what you do to ease that transition. What I did is I learned Sakura in Street Fighter V on, on Hitbox first, and then I learned Chun-Li, and then I learned uh, Ibuki. And then I went back and then learned Chun-Li again with it because it was so much fun. So I, I didn't end up actually playing my main characters at the time because my main, my, my main character at the time was Ibuki. I didn't end up playing her on Hitbox very well. Uh, I ended up switching characters altogether. And then when Strive came out, I learned that game on hitbox and so i don't know how to play that game outside of hitbox and that's been way easier and then when with the six beta i i i don't think i've ever played that game with a stick uh, i played it i played it on a pad and at evo and then in the beta i played that on hitbox and so because of that like my there's no learning curve i guess you're already learning the game anyway um and so you're not necessarily fighting the stick or fighting the hitbox and the game it's kind of combined anyway um yeah because in your mind it's like okay, so back and back fierce gives me this normal with Dalsum, right? And so while you're yeah. learning that in in six, right? While you're learning that in six, like you're learning that back the back button plus the fierce button on the hitbox corresponds to this, as opposed to that. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're learning a lang a new a new like spoken language, and it's like at first you need to translate it to uh, your native tongue first, and then uh, and then to the new language, right? Uh, when you hear it. It's instead yeah. of that, but eventually you get to the point where you're like, okay, I hear this thing. I'm just going to go write it in that language. You don't have to have that intermediary step. I think that's what happens yeah. when you're learning a new character, a new game and a new character on Hitbox. As you, you, you skip that step of having to unlearn the old way. Yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, I think the biggest hurdle for me was, was me trying to do stuff in five with Sim. Yeah. Because that's such a complicated character, right? In terms of like... The, the the tiger knee motions and the teleports like that like that's that was my, my the thing that i had uh, tweeted about was like the, the instant air teleports because like for people that don't know like the normal teleport like yeah that's cool and whatever and that can get you out of an escape but that has so much recovery like to the point to where if somebody reads that they can jump and chase you down and full punish you mm -hmm. the instant air teleport has a lot less recovery and that's that's what allows you to do combos and do normals in the air that the normal teleport does not. So for me, that was like, if I could do this and I can get to the point to where I can do this, then I would feel comfortable playing that character. But like you said, you know, playing a different game, playing playing Sam Show and learning 
how to move and you know like you know it's normal standard you know WASD kind of thing right it's just mm-hmm. uh it's just kind of flipping your mind with the the down and up right because the the up or the jump is the the space bar or the the lower yeah, button that takes a little while and yeah so it's just like I found myself like in fighting games that that's not really a problem but I've tried playing like other games like uh like beat em up games and like my mind like I'm thinking fighting games right or I'm thinking the normal like space bar lower button is down so like oh like on hitbox you know, like playing yeah, yeah. beat em up on oh yeah yeah like I yeah, tried like, playing I Hades do... on hitbox it was a fucking disaster dude <laughs> yeah I tried to play uh what's that game uh, fight and rush like that has like combos and stuff in it too oh wow and like I, and I was trying to play that but then like I can't wrap my mind around pressing the 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 middle key or whatever and walking up or yep. walking down and then yep. using the bottom key to walk up and I'm just like okay that doesn't translate. Yep. But now you know now like yeah I can play Sam Show and I've been playing uh, Hibiki who's pretty pretty simple simple character to play I think and it's real natural you know the forward and back is easy and then just uh, having a jump button like it's it's, it's not anything that i think is too difficult so again i think when it comes to six maybe maybe it'll be a matter of um um maybe just like yeah just starting out from the beginning and then just using it and getting used to like how that game plays with the hitbox itself because i am enjoying like actually using it and with the snack box being so small like the main reason i really even wanted to give that a shot was just the portability sure and the only thing i regret is like i almost wish that like i i got in because the price point was like super cheap it was like 165. yeah and like the only thing with the with the difference with the other ones is it's not compatible with like the current consoles but then like the case that they gave you isn't one that you can customize so like now i'm like man i should have spent that extra hundred dollars so i could like customize the art inside the case and i'm just like ah man but i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll buy another this is the the bad cats se all over again isn't it Remember that the, yeah, remember the Mad it. Cats, the little the the Mad Cats uh, Street Fighter Four sticks. The it came out. They came out with the Tournament Edition one, which is like the ubiquitous yeah. one that everyone kind of says is one of the best sticks of all time. And then they came out with the budget version that was significantly smaller. Yeah. It was a little that was my dinky first little white that was, one. That was, yeah, that was the one that I that was the first one that I customized, and I had to yeah. use it because uh, it didn't have the it didn't have like the the like they started the plexi business back then with the with the T with the TEs and like for the SEs you couldn't do a plexi because the front of it was uh angled down yeah yeah it was sloped yeah so it's like you couldn't do a plexi with that so i ended up uh what they call it lamy label yeah you had to print a giant sticker basically right? yeah i printed a giant sticker cut the holes out and that was my first custom stick so it's just like yeah that's i think that's what what i might have to do with this uh this snack box micro i think it was like ae 2012 when Haz was doing those rambats for street fighter 4 and you were back in town for that and you were showing up with the se and it was like you were the only person still using an SE uh, at that time. <laughs> I remember that stick very well for that reason. Um, yeah. One point I wanted to make about Hitbox before we before we call it here is that um, if you're playing a charge character, I, I don't think... Oh. I think that you should play Hitbox. If you're playing a motion character, really? I think it's up for grabs. Yeah. Hmm. I think I all know, the benefits myself... are for charge. Hmm, I have to give that more of a shot then, because like I felt that those the charge motions were kind of weird. Like I know the benefits of kind of being able to hold it down and charge while doing other things, mm-hmm. but like I felt like the whole motions of like letting go and then pressing forward that like those were just really kind of like forward and kind of weird. To oh, me. like a sonic boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that get you get used to that after a while, and then you start seeing like some of the bullshit charge partitioning stuff you can do with it, and it's. Like Yuri and head, Headbutt Loops, uh, Chun-Li, 
Chun Li uh, standing bird kick bloops or standing bird kick attacks. Like that stuff, that stuff I think is hitbox only. Like you can do that on stick, but it's really hard. Uh, and you can do it on pad and it's really hard, but hitbox, it's really easy. And then yeah, motions, I, I actually think are harder on hitbox. Like DP motions in particular, I think are harder on hitbox than on stick. Yeah, they are. I think I think what I'll have to do is I'll, I'll probably have to delve into those uh, those videos from like Hitbox that they were doing, like demonstrating like the shortcuts. Because like that's how I found the the Dalsum teleport shortcut was like like I watched their video and then I was looking through the comments and oh, then people no. were. Are you doing the load off like, one, the one with up in it? Uh, no, the one I was doing. Uh, I think you hold up and then you press. Uh, you press oh, yeah, okay. uh, forward twice. And like that was the one where I was just like, oh, this one oh. is more intuitive because the other one was like hold forward or, or left or right, yeah. then press up and then press press it again. And I'm just like, yeah, that just feels really weird. And I'm just like, once the other the other person in the comments was like, hold up, then press forward twice. And I was just like, what? I was like, this works. I was just like, oh man. I was like, this is that was that's what got me to do that combo. I was like, once I learned that, so it's like I think I need to delve into those those tutorial videos. It's just hold and up and of, press forward twice. Okay. Yeah, it was like yeah, I think that's what the, the the comment was. It was like hold up and then press forward twice. Because the other option was to hold forward and then do some you know let go and press up in there too. Yeah. And I'm just like that's the true TK that felt motion. really weird. Yeah. Yeah, that one felt weird. That one gives that one I uh that's that's the motion you used to do for lightning loops. It ha- except it had to be a super jump, so you had to do down up. And I used to I had, that's why I had to have spine surgery years later, <laughs> just because I practiced <laughs> that fucking TK at lightning loop shit too much. Um that that shortcut though, um, the one with up in it is not in Street Fighter Six. So I just want to give you a heads up there. Um, so easy DPS with up are not in Six, and so uh, I, that's why I'm like play Honda on Hitbox and then yeah. let that be your decision maker, not Sim, because I don't think Sim's going to be. It depends on how whether TK teleports are practical, whether or not that's part of the game plan ultimately, right? But I think that shit's too hard on Hitbox. Um, yeah. I don't well, think I mean, that's well, I guess that's one of the benefits of having the the micro too is like you know normally I'd be like yeah exactly like I could put that in my bag that doesn't take up any space at all whereas if I brought in like the actual full size hitbox I'd be like I'd be carrying two backpacks or like a duffel bag into the into the place and just like, man you could you could take that old SE that you have and then duct tape the snack box on the bottom of it and then just <laughs> like flip them over depending on which one you want to use. There you go. <laughs> as long as you don't have, might have it in an arcade stick in between your legs when you're playing on the sackbox micro, I think it's gonna be fine. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But, but that SE, I think I mentioned that on the past on the past episode. That SE got destroyed in a fit of rage one day. Ah, uh, dude. Oh, you, okay. You put it back together. You duct tape them all together, and you call it the Chimera. Come on, that'd be, that'd be a fucking awesome name. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, I know we had a we had a hard stop at five thirty, and we've gone over a little bit here. Um, so, uh, anything else you wanted to tackle on our our uh, first drinks episode in a while here? No, no, this was good, man. I love talking about Street Fighter Duel. Like, like you said, like I think <laughs> I might, that, that might be out of my system soon, anyway. But who knows? Agree. We'll <laughs> It'll probably we'll probably be all the healthier for that as a as a gambling game. <laughs> cool. Well, you can find us on uh, twitch.tv slash spiral series, uh, youtube.com slash spiral series, and Spotify if you search for absolute underscore guard. Wait, no, absolute guard. Uh, and then the Twitter is absolute underscore guard. One of these days I'm going to get it right on our show. I keep <laughs> botching it, but that makes it sound more natural, so that's okay, I guess. 
Uh, thanks everyone who's liked and subscribed. If you uh, have any feedback on what you'd like to see on the show, I've actually gotten some feedback in response to this this question, and it's been very helpful. So, if y'all have any more, if you want to, like, we're kind of open to trying any new formats or any new any new topics that you like to hear. Um, so, give us a ring on Twitter or however else you reach us on the social media posts we use to promote this. So, <laughs> cool. Uh, until next time, Benny. Take care, man. Yep. Talk to you later. See ya. Thank you.